So please, Avengers, don't sue us. We don't have money. <laughs> that stoners will be stoned. And then the car just floors it, and it's just... It gets, like, the hell out of there real fast. It crosses like a medium. Remember how I explained there's a difference between... Oh, haunted house scream, and a... I am about to die scream. Well... I believe that this is more of a I'm about to die scream. Michael kicks the door, the driver's side door open, hits the gun, she flips it around and blows her own brains out. I'm like, are you kidding me? No problem, Ryan Reynolds, anything for you. Empowering herself with the power of penis, Yes, yes, it's very weird. If you are in a haunted house that has the walls covered with oil, that should be a red sign. This is a haunted house, not a goddamn O'Reilly's auto parts. This can only be one of two things. It's either a video game world, kind of like GTA, or it's Detroit. Yeah, when you turn on the serial killer that you were interviewing for your news reporting TV show, yeah, you're kind of fucked. your class for ruining the recital. What are you thinking, Max? That kid was twice your size. Yeah, but Big Kuklinski's always ragging on Christmas. He even told the first graders that Santa was just a cheap marketing ploy and then did to sell Pepsi. Coke. You know what I mean? Yes, we all know what you mean. And welcome back everybody to yet another episode of Tyler's Thursday Takes, where today we have made a little bit of an audible. Usually, as I said, we were going to be reviewing <laughs> Don't Breathe Too, but... <laughs> We made another Audible, so today we are going to be reviewing Krampus, the 2015 PG-13 Christmas-slash-horror movie that runs an hour and 38 minutes long. If you want to check it out on IMDb, it has a 6.2 out of 10 rating. Its popularity is pretty high, you know, with it being the Christmas season, it is currently 150. It's gone down 19 points. But besides that, why don't we go ahead and hop into a little bit of the cast here. So for the cast, we have Adam Scott. As Tom, Tony Collette, David Koshner, Allison uh, Tolman, MJ Anthony, and Stefani Lavi Owen, and Krista Stater as Omi, and we even have Conchanta Farrell as Aunt Dorothy. So there's a lot of big names in this. As you can tell, it's probably going to be a comedy, especially with Adam Scott in here. And that's basically what it is throughout the entirety of it. It is a horror movie but also a Christmas movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. So why don't we go ahead and hop right on into this, and you can tell the style that it's immediately going for right off the bat. As one of the very first things you see is it's this like little music montage to some like classical Christmas music, and everybody's going straight, just, just straight up Black Friday, They're pushing each other around, big chaos. And we close with this kid attacking this nativity scene character and it turns out the kid was fighting him basically because he was saying as i played in the very beginning there that santa was just invented to sell coke and so you can tell this kid still believes in santa even if no one else really does but as they get home it turns out they find out that the cousins are coming into town and the cousins aren't exactly the most favorable of people Last year, I found shit in my bed, Mom. Human shit. For the last time, that was their dog. They're why some people shouldn't be allowed to breed. Your words, Mom, not mine. I never said that. I said maybe they should have to take a test before they're allowed to breed. 
So yeah, we all got a couple of people like that who we tend to know that maybe we think that they should either have to take a test or not be allowed to breed at all. <laughs> and because of that, it's one of those moments where it's like, oh, the family's coming over to visit. Which, a little side note, you don't have to have family over. Like, people think that for Christmas time you need to invite family over and all that. No. Like, yes, for my Christmas plans, I plan on going with my girlfriend, fiance, future wife to her mom's house and we'll spend Christmas there and everything. But when you get older and you have your own family, you're not required to invite over. Because the only people that are supposed to be coming over are is her sister and their family. And you don't need to invite them over. So that's just a little thing on my side that I thought I'd point out. Anyways, the family that's already there, it's the two children with ouch sorry about that it's the two children i mentioned earlier we have max and beth those are the two daughters and tom and sarah are the parents so max is talking to omi which is his grandmother and they have this weird interaction between the two which i don't understand because you realize that she's like old and wise and she comes from a different kind of culture because they speak German and English, but it's really weird to me because they just kind of swap back and forth. Aber ich glaube, der Nikolaus ist auch das, was du aus ihm machst. What do you mean? An ihn zu glauben heißt, an den Warngeist von Weihnachten zu glauben. An den Geist des Gebens und des Opferns. See, maybe it's just me, but I think that's weird. I think it's weird that they don't either fully commit to speaking German to each other or that they just speak English. Because uh, to me, it comes across as they're reading off of a script. Because the kid doesn't sound like he. The kid's young, too. He's maybe like 13, maybe 14. And she's speaking to him in straight German. And she's like, naturally. And he's just like, oh, what do you mean by that? Like, I don't get it because it seems like, I don't know, I feel like they should do more to kind of make it seem like they understand each other. But besides that, you can tell that the, that the cousins are here because of this stupid internet. Like, I understand it's a comedy movie, but this is even a bit much. Yeah, what truck, what Ford F-1000 has the ability to shake an entire house? Like, it's ridiculous. They're, that truck's too damn big. So they go through this whole thing where you can instantly tell that this family's a pain in the ass. So much so that they sit down to the table, and instead of having any type of, you know, table manners or anything like that, they just do whatever they want. my boy that's my boy it sure is i'm getting howie jr into game shape by the time he gets to high school he's going to be the biggest lineman in the state and there are so many clips that i could take from this section right here with the entire 
other extended family just being complete doucheheads. But I'll just, I'll sum it up with this very last clip just so I don't have to absolutely bl just slam my head into the wall until I forget everything that I just witnessed. And who doesn't make a ham at Christmas? What are you now, a Jew? Like, what's the point of this? If you act like this at a Christmas dinner, I'm never inviting you to anything in my life ever. Like, it's just not gonna happen. And so, all this culminates with the mom leaving the table because she's frustrated with everyone, as she should be. And the two... So the extended family has the mother and the father, and then they have, like he said, Howie Jr., gonna be the biggest lineman in the state, and then two daughters who are the definition of butch. Like, if you look up butch in the dictionary, you'll find a turned-down version of these two, because these two are the extent, like, they walk in the door, and they go, oh, they're upset because the Packers lost. <sighs> it's way too much. But anyways, they just have to fit the douche style of this family, and they steal Max's Santa's list, and he actually, the kid, instead of wanting, like, toys and stuff, actually wants good things, like, for the family in total. Blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit. Ah, here we go, Maxie's wish list. Stevie, stop, that's enough. Wait, you're up first, Beth. I wish me and Beth could hang out like we used to. You might have noticed that I don't have tons of friends. Oh, no, really, Max? I wish my mom and dad could fall in love again. I know they get upset a lot with dad away from home so much. I think they really just miss each other. <laughs> also, I wish things weren't so hard for Uncle Howard and Aunt Linda. So maybe you can lend them a hand the rest of the year too. And, and that. Screw you, dad does not wish we were boys. Hey, do you remember that whole line I said about why do you have to put up with them even if you're their absolute doucheheads? Well, the movie did it for me just five minutes later. I don't get it. Every year gets worse. Why do we have to put up with their crap just because we share DNA? Yeah. And so the dad does this wonderful job of telling the kid, look, maybe Christmas is about spending it with people you don't want to because it's the right thing to do. And he's like, oh, we can go put the gift for Santa, or the letter for Santa in the mailbox. And instead of doing that, he takes it, and it, first off, it doesn't fit in this envelope at all, so I don't see how he's going to send it. He takes it and rips it out and throws it out. Like, dude, what's your problem? Like, you're just being extra petty now, and I, I just don't get it. And now, because he's lost his Christmas spirit, this massive storm rolls in. <laughs> So if you break the heart of a child on Christmas, it apparently just, you know, causes a blizzard. Hey, these two? Uh, not mine. Uh, must be from the boys in brown. All right. Merry Christmas. Yeah, you too. Ah, what is it? Hey, look at this. Huh? What? They got more stuff. Man, I can rich people get all the free shit. Cue the mysterious packages that obviously came in a Santa sack looking thing. Like... That do it doesn't, like, if you could see this sack, it looks like a massive Crown Royal sack. 
who doesn't think that this is a little bit suspicious in the middle of a blizzard like yeah this dude just dropped off a fruit basket but who dropped that off and there's snow on it like it's been sitting there for a while and the daughter gets this grand plan because they wake up and all the power's out. So the daughter gets this grand plan. She asks the mom, is it okay if I go down to whatever the fuck the boyfriend's name house is and see if they have power? And the dad's like, yeah, might as well. So she goes outside and obviously everything seems hunky-dory. So yeah, maybe not completely hunky-dory. She's walking down the street and everything is just absolutely frozen. Like, there's no way a blizzard would cause that. I lived through the deep freeze of Texas and it didn't look like this. And that was over like a week. So for it to have happened overnight, big red flag. And the sound that you hear is she's walking down the street and my six foe and she sees this big-ass motherfucker on top of a roof who has, like, horns and, and a cloak. And he stands up and jumps clear across the street to on top of the other house. Like, what is... What? So it's just this big-ass fucker on top of a house who we assume to be Krampus. And he starts chasing her down the street. But not down the street. He's running along the top of the roofs for some reason. <laughs> Also, the DHL dude is now dead because he was sitting in his car and he's like screaming, but he froze to death somehow. So yeah, DHL dude, RIP dude, but he is the first one off the naughty list. Holy shit, so this movie does not pull any punches. We are, let's see, about 20 minutes into this. We've already had our first two deaths. She was hiding under the DHL truck, the Beth, and this fucking creepy ass little jack-in-the-box thing was left by Krampus after he jumped off. And this little creepy doll thing pokes out, and that's where the scream comes from, and that thing just... You don't see it. You just see the truck start shaking. And I guess the <laughs> Jack in the Box ate her. So just. What the fuck? And then they have the beautiful idea of. We're just going to have the the uncle get in the Hummer. And go find the girl. And he's way overcompensating. And he's like, yeah, the thing can get through hell and back. Like a fucking idiot. Wartet bis der Sturm vorüber ist. She says not to go, but it's too dangerous and we should wait until the storm's over. Tom. Oh, I got this. Hey. Well, obviously she didn't give a shit when the daughter went outside. <laughs> she tells her son, don't go outside, it's too dangerous. <laughs> and he's like, 
Well, what about the girl? You were at the fucking fireplace 10 feet away when when her son's like, oh, we need to go check and make sure your granddaughter's still alive. She's like, no, do not. It's too dangerous. <laughs> but fuck the granddaughter. Gotta find Pat. You packed guns on Christmas. Always be prepared, Boy Scout. Holy fuck. So the two dads go out and they're like, Oh, we gotta go find Beth. And they're in the Hummer. And they see the plow, like the snow plow, and the glass is punched in like somebody went into it. And Uncle Harold or whatever pulls out in the back of in the back of his Hummer, shotgun and a pistol. Like and the one thing you can say about Uncle is he's coming strapped. And so with them now being strapped, they go into Derek's house, which is the boyfriend to see if maybe she made it all the way to his house. And they notice stuff looks weird. Like, it looks like a gas line blew on the chimney, and there's hoof prints, and a gingerbread man stabbed to the to the refrigerator. Just a bunch of really weird stuff. And as they're sitting there inspecting everything, the dad actually hears what sounds like to be Beth screaming off in the distance, so maybe she's alive? And so they run outside to go help. And right when they run outside, they're in, like, knee-deep snow... And it seems like something starts biting Uncle Howard's legs, but from the sounds, if something was biting him this hard, he would be in half. So they manage to survive, but they run back. They run back to the Hummer, and that thing is absolutely shredded. Hey, Ned. Are we gonna die? If you're on this show, probably. Your odds aren't looking very good. Sorry about that, Max. But yeah, now they are all holed up inside of the inside of the house, and the grandmother's like, you gotta keep the fire going, which entails that maybe something's gonna be coming down the chimney, but we don't know. But now they're all holed up in here, and they're gonna try to make their final stand. And way to go, fuckle-nuddle Uncle Howard. <laughs> you say, oh, I'll take first shift, you go get some wings with your family, Shepard's gotta protect his flock. Fucking falls asleep, probably one of the first ones. Like, what a... <laughs> Way to go, dick. And because of that, the fucking fire has gone out. So, you know what that means? It could only be great things, remember? Because old crazy grandma was wanting to keep it going and you let it go out. <laughs> awesome. And now we hear laughs coming from the top of the house.
Yeah, so a big-ass hook and chain comes down the chimney now with a fucking gingerbread attached to it. And of course, Fat Boy comes over and reaches for it. Like, this kid has got to be a dumbass. And as he's as he's holding it, it fucking... He takes a whole-ass bite out of it. Like, and it comes to life. Like, are you kidding me? And as we all, of course, expected, it proceeds to wrap him up in chains and drag him, <laughs> drag him up the chimney. <laughs> yep, and how he gets dragged right up, right up the chimney. And you can hear it. It, it was just a big fiasco. They kick along, set the tree on fire. It goes up like it's the driest thing in the world. And he gets just absolutely dragged up dragged up the chimney. So there goes little Howie. I guess he's not going to be the biggest in state anymore. He said he's the biggest mistake. <laughs> Got him. Oh, thank you. Thank you, everybody. I'll be here all week. They wollte uns alle holen. Tom, what's she saying? This is all of our fault? He's come for us all? He... I, I don't know. Mom, what are you talking about? Please, listen. English. I knew it. I must tell you something. To all of you. It started with the wind. And it ended there also. You're not listening to the whole backstory. It's like a whole three-minute backstory thing. Ain't nobody got time for that. Basically, she it's literally the start of this movie. She's like, back into my holding down of Bulgaria or wherever she comes from. It's probably German, like I said. But she's like, everybody was so poor and they had no food. And everybody lost the spirit of Christmas. And they all turned on each other until I was the last one. And I too gave up on Christmas and I wished not for a miracle but for them all to go away and so Krampus is like yo what's up homie <laughs> granting wishes and says basically killed almost everyone but left her as a reminder as like hey remember don't let people lose the holiday spirit or else uh, you fucked and what happened they let everyone forget about holiday spirit and uh, they fucked and she even has this little ornament from it to remember it and she didn't like like don't keep up the impression of oh you rem you you still believe in Santa Claus right no just be like look if we ever stop believing in Christmas we will die <laughs> that's where I would set the bar but that's just me all of which in the way she is very very conveniently speaking in English <laughs> And luckily, now gun-toting uncle decides, I'm gonna go outside, I'm gonna get my boy back. And he goes outside, he sees all these, there's like 20 snowmen out there now, and all these little weird dudes running around behind him, which are supposedly elves. And the mom is like, yeah, nope, fuck that, pushes everyone back inside, because he's just sitting there staring at these fuckers running around behind these snowmen. Like, that's such a great idea. And now my favorite clip from the entire movie, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, this is a PG-13 movie, apparently. Kinder, das, das kann niemand. Es ist... <laughs> What's she saying? I'm not sure. She says we're fucked. 
How'd you? Because I'm old enough to know when life is coming at you with his pants down. Oh yeah, and that is what he is. Full sprint Usain Bolt with a heart on. <laughs> because things are not looking good for them. They devise a plan that they are going to try to get to the snowplow and try to get everyone to the mall as an emergency shelter. But you gotta think to yourself, what good is that gonna do when everything around you seems to be absolutely fucked? So yeah, remember that jack-in-the-box that supposedly ate Beth? Well yeah, this thing's massive and it's in their attic now. And it's just this giant worm thing and it looks like it just swallowed the two other girls. Well at the same time, <laughs> Uncle Howard downstairs is now getting attacked by fucking gingerbread men with a nail gun. <laughs> Gone to my brothers. So, yeah, he's straight up being attacked by fucking three gingerbread who are shooting a nail gun at him. And maybe this just proves how little I know about tools and all that. But he grabs this piece of wood and it gets shot. And you can see on the other side of the wood. It's shooting out screws. So why is a nail gun shooting out screws? And he sh I don't know what he shoots behind them. Oh, he shoots this lantern. And it explodes and set them all on fire. And so they just start burning to death. But before they burn to death, they start attacking him. And he just blows them to part with... Blows them apart with his shotgun. And it's just fucking... It's, it's, it's a trip, because before the last one even gets the chance to kill him, like it's jumping at him with, with a little candy cane fashioned into a knife, and the fucking dog eats the last one, while everyone else is upstairs in the attic trying to save the daughters, and they're getting attacked by a variety of toys, including like this angel doll who's trying to kill the mom, a teddy bear is literally attacking the sister, and the dad is being attacked by a toy robot, all while the jack-of-the-box snake clown thing is trying to crawl through the vents. Like, it's such a cluster of what all's going on. So sister-in-law decided to go ham and just destroyed the bear, the flying angel doll, the robot, and as you can hear at the end of that, 
decides to give out the awesome quip of fudge you mother fudger but because of that the, the snake the snake clown jack of the box thing manages to slide away so maybe you shouldn't have tried to get the last word in and somehow the robot survived getting absolutely destroyed by an axe and the mon proceeds to use the last bullets on the fucking on the robot so now they pretty much have no bullets for the revolver and and now they have to figure out how they're gonna save the other two kids holy shit this movie also has a dog that can run in and out of the air vents like up and down it so congratulations like it goes up a whole story which i would presume would be a vertical fucking air vent to attack the snake clown jack-of-the-box thing it manages to make it fall right through the, the ceiling roof right out of the air vent just right on top of like not on top of them but right in front of them where it leads to its utter demise at the hands of all of them <laughs> With pleasure. So yeah, now fucking elves. Remember those things that I said that were behind all of the snowmen and all that? Now the elves just bust in through their bayside window and start attaching chains to the fucking snake jack-of-the-box clown thing, which again... Stop trying to get the last word in. Just kill it. And now everything's just gonna start hitting the fan because of course it is. And so fucking Howard hops on the snake jack the box clown thing. And they get pulled out of the window. And it's one of the fu it's one of the funniest things I've seen because he gets just absolutely yeeted out and he goes, he goes, Yee! And they all look like they're about to kill him until they hear, like, Krampus's howl or whatever. And they all just proceed to leave out the window that they just came in. And I know that may not have sounded like a lot, but that was the sound of Omi coming face to face with Krampus. And he opens up this bag full of tinker toys that proceed to... I guess attacker we don't know like everything in this movie you don't see anything happen so far but now the family's making their final stand to try to get to the plow and they're running through through the blizzard and all you see everything going and the dad's like I need y'all to go I'm gonna try to hold him off and it's this really sad emotional moment So it managed to get the dad, and at this point, everything starts hitting the fan. Within five minutes, I kid you not, all the adults get taken. Like, this video, this sound clip, has both the sister and the mom getting taken at almost the same time. And so now everyone's been taken, everyone except for Max. And now Max comes once again face to face with Krampus. 
and Krumpus drops him the ornament that is basically wrapped in his note that he tore up, kind of signifying that he's the reason that this happened. And as soon as he showed up, he disappears, and you get this voiceover basically saying, and he left me, basically of the grandmother Omi saying, he left me as a reminder to what happens when the Christmas spirit is lost. But he doesn't stop there because he keeps running through the snow until he finds Krampus's sleigh, which looks like an absolute nightmare with the snake jack-in-the-box clown thing and like dead evil reindeer. And it looks something straight out of a horror movie. <laughs> but Max ain't gonna be a... He ain't no bitch. And he just runs up. He's like, hey, assholes. <laughs> and he is ready to fuck some shit up. And so he shouts, give me back my family. And throws the ornament at Krampus. And as it hits the ground, it can only open what can be only be described as a pit to hell, I guess. Like, this is straight out of some Tenacious D type shit. And he runs up to Krampus. He's going to beat the fuck out of him with this stick. But I, uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to work that well. And so Max has this sweet little moment. He's like, take me instead, but leave my family be. And he cries. And it looks like Krampus is like actually sad about it. And he like wipes away Max's tear. And then he basically just starts laughing. And I'm like, you dumb fucker. And proceeds to hold him over the pit. And he looks down into the pit, which I'm guessing is the underworld, because that's what Omi said. He's like, so I'm guessing he's about to drop him. And he goes, I'm sorry. I just wanted Christmas to be how it used to be, where nobody was assholes, and they were all family and everything. And Krampus just drops him in there. So there's no point in reasoning with him this entire time, but he acts like there is. And so Max gets dropped into the hole of the underworld. <laughs> I just wanted Christmas to be like it used to be. No! But what? It was all just a dream? Because it zooms out of the light, and it's of his window. And it's him waking up on Christmas morning. And it must have just all been a nice little dream. Because they're not in hell, by the looks of it. But alas, there's one box for little Maxie Boy to open.
Alright, so this ending confuses me big time because everybody appears to seem like they have an understanding of what's going on and like aunt the aunt even starts pouring more alcohol into her drink like she knows what happened but it zooms out and they're in a snow globe in Krampus's like office thing and so are they just eternally forced to live relive Christmas over and over again like I I I I don't get it. They don't explain what's going on. I'm guessing this is their hell, the fact that everyone's now happy and together for Christmas. So, I mean, if you just... I guess you just have to live the rest of eternity as Christmas with your family forever. Which, I mean, could it could be worse. But, <laughs> I guess that... And I mean, that's, the, that's literally the end of it. It zooms out on them being in a snow globe. So, I have no idea... <laughs> How, how it ends if you have an idea please let me know because i don't understand so i guess they just are forced to forever live together in a snow globe for eternity which if that happened with me and my family i think i'd be all right with it i wouldn't be too upset about it like it'd be weird but ultimately it's not terrible so like i said that that that's the end of it and <laughs> Let's figure out let's figure out how we're gonna rate this movie, shall we? So let's go back to IMDb so I can let you all know what IMDb thought of it. IMDb thought it was a six point two, and I'm going to go ahead and use this episode as a way to test the new grading system that we are trying to come up with. We are at least I'm thinking we do a three, three, and a three, and then a one for bonus points, three for plot three for acting and three for cinematography and then bonus point for whatever else so for the plot I'd give it I give it a two like the plots there it's not anything amazing but it's not terrible it's very simple you lose the spirit of Christmas and Krampus is gonna come for you and he's going to destroy you and he's gonna try to make your life a living hell as they explained in the movie by themselves like it didn't even have to explain it because it did it for her. it did it for you. The acting, I give it a, I give it a three. And the kids weren't amazing, but they had a lot of very good comedy actors in here. They did a really good job carrying it, and they made it funny. And like I said, it's a horror movie. That's also a comedy. That's also a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's a jack of all trades, and I feel like it does a good job. So I'll give, I'll give. The acting at three. I really like when they have comedians who can really kind of carry a plot along and make it interesting. And they're not bad actors by any means. And then we go on to the cinematography. I wasn't a big fan of the cinematography in this at all. It's fuzzy. It's supposed to give you like that old school Christmas movie kind of theme. It's dark at some points. There's snow all the time. So I'm going to have to give that a one. I feel like the cinematography, everything was just bad. I didn't think that it was worth anything good. It, I understand the effect they were going for. They were going for a hazy kind of effect to make everything look different and make it look all exciting and all that, but it made it hard to watch. It made it hard to observe, and ultimately it's going to get a one from me because of that. And then we come to our bonus points. I'll give it a point five for the bonus points. I thought it was funny. 
I thought it was an interesting concept. Like I said, I, it was really funny. There's a bunch of parts in here where I genuinely laughed at it because I just think it's funny. And if you're wanting a movie to kind of laugh at, that's also, it's not really a scary horror movie. It has horror movie elements, but it's not exactly a horror movie, if that makes sense. So I would highly recommend it if you want to watch it for a nice little laugh at it's a different Christmas movie. So we added up, we had the two points for the plot, the three points for the acting, the one point for the cinematography, and the half point for the bonus points of comedy. So we have two, five, six. So we end up with the 6.5 as compared to IMDb's 6.2. So I rated it a little bit higher. Um, like I said, it's it's different. It's It makes things a little bit more interesting. It's definitely a funny movie. If you want to watch it, you, you'll laugh. I can almost guarantee you, you'll laugh. Unless you don't like comedy. If you don't like comedy, then you probably won't laugh and your life sucks anyway. So <laughs> I, I can't help you at that point. But I would highly recommend giving it a watch. Like I said, 6.5, so that's 0.3 higher than IMDb 6.2. And I really hope that... I really hope that this kind of, you know, this grading system makes it seem a bit better, a little bit more organized. Uh, before we leave here, I would like to go ahead and give a special thanks to Anchor. They have made life so incredibly easy for us to be able to get our podcast out to you. I hope that some of y'all enjoying Christmas here soon. I know a lot of y'all are probably on Christmas break if you go to any type of school. Feel free to use that entire Christmas break to listen to every episode that we brought out. That way you can uh, get a little bit of good quality culture in your life, find out some good movies to watch, and just genuinely enjoy all of it, especially if you live in <laughs> in Taiwan. But honestly, thank you so much to Anchor. You've been such a help to us. We are starting our second season at the end of this new year. We are going to be implementing our new grading system, and we are going to try to make everything a bit more streamlined for everyone involved to hopefully give you all a better listening experience. We want to grow this into something way more than it currently is and we can only do that with your support and y'all have already done so much and we look forward to making countless more episodes for y'all to enjoy so once again thank you very much for listening i hope you all have a merry christmas have a happy holidays and have a happy new year because i'm not going to be here until the next year i think so i get to say <laughs> i haven't seen you since last year well, anyways, I can't wait to see you all next week. Hopefully, y'all y'all think my, my rating's a little bit alright on this one. But if you don't, that's fine. Just remember, if you lose your Christmas spirit, Krampus is going to come for you. I just got my ass kicked by a bunch of Christmas cookies, so trust me when I say I can take it.